straight, no chaser. much to talk about internet back again straight no chase of the podcast subscribe like share it talk about it say something in the comments you know interact whatever you want to call it we all back once again i'm john broadcasting live out of silver spring we got so much to go through everybody get your little introductions out the way go ahead rob rasheen southeast dc let's get it popping ox virginia we know what it is Trip KG, let's ride. Well, gentlemen, um, it's been a very interesting past week. We just had a show where we was talking about, you know, white supremacy and police brutality and this, that, and the third. And big, huge, massive demonstrations and protests have erupted all over the damn place, starting in Minneapolis, where the man was shot, George Floyd. He was murdered. There's stuff going on in Louisville, Kentucky. You say shot. Were- he was murdered. He, he, was, okay. he wasn't shot. He was suffocated. I mean, my bad, my bad. Well, he was killed. And, and he, right. was he was murdered. He was murdered. He was murdered. Uh, in Minneapolis, Breonna Taylor in Louisville and have metastasized all over the damn place. So it's happening in D.C., New York, et cetera. So we got to get into it. Yo, go Something ahead, go else, ahead. I think, in Florida, too. It was um, a transgender guy, a woman. It was a trans individual that got killed, too. So I, I forget mm. that name, but if Neil, you over there Wikipedia too, so if you can look I it up. Have, I didn't hear about that one. Yeah. I mean, but the, that's the thing. This happens so often yeah. and so regularly that as soon as you hear about one, the very next day there's another one, then the next day there's another one. So the fact that this is going on now with all the protests and everything is really crazy and serendipitous, I believe, when stuff, you know what I'm saying, happens like it's supposed to happen. Okay. You normally don't go that way. Can, can I can I provide that info? Um, yeah, black, black trans man, Tony McDade, Florida. Yeah, Tony McDade. Um, okay, trans man killed by police. So that's three, and we could go on and name a dozen other ones. But so, what do y'all think? What are you dealing with now? What's what's going on? How do you feel? Let me ask you this. So let's start with this. How do you feel about rioting as a form of protest? Do you accept it? Is it okay? Are you against it? Do you not want it to happen? How do you feel about it? Nobody? Ra, what's up? I, go ahead, Neil. No, he said Ra, so we're going to set it off. He called Ra's name. Go ahead. <laughs> I have no problem setting it off. Um, all right, so here's the thing. It, like, how I feel about rioting is coupled with how I feel about the, the actions that took place to spark rioting. Like, if you don't want rioting, I'm, I'm talking to society now. If you right. don't want rioting, don't do the things that are so offensive that might spark a riot. Um, I, I understand the pain. I understand the hurt. I understand that, that I, I, I'm going, there's but so many times I could tell you. Um, when I was listening to the press conference earlier the week, there's a civil rights activist 
in Minneapolis who kept telling the Minneapolis Police Department, y'all keep killing us, y'all keep killing us. We've been, we've been, we've been quiet. Um, we, 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 we've protested peacefully. Like you keep doing this, something's gonna happen that we can't stop. So now you have the riots. They could have rioted three, four murders ago. 30. So like, it's like, I, I don't condone the riot because once again, I don't like the idea that some people say, don't say it's a community. We, you know, don't say our community because we don't own anything there. We live there. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying? We live there. That for me, that's not a, that's not a, that's not a, that's not a, that's not a credible response. If we live there, I wouldn't want to break up where we live. So if the right is going to break up where we live, I'm, I'm torn, but I understand mm -hmm. it because I've been helpless. I've been, I've been to, you know, where, where I felt like there was nothing else to do. So for me, I just took my ass to sleep. I ain't roll out the street and, and break stuff up or rob nobody or sell no drugs. So I understand how helplessness can cause certain people to do things. Mm -hmm. um, is it my preferred strategy for change? Absolutely not. Rioting will not change anything. It will only, the only thing it'll change is the present circumstance that the community is so in. If it's not gonna change anything, why are we doing it? Well, you gotta talk to the people who are rioting. Because because a lot of people are doing it. I think a lot of people are doing it because it's, a, you know, we got a sheep mentality. So when we see mm. one person do something, we might run on and do it too. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if there are folks who are saying me rioting is a strategic point that I helped me accomplish my goal. I doubt it. Not black folk. Now, if they are white folk out there or if they're agent provocateurs whose goal is to set off a riot, so that the ultimate goal is to discredit the, the issues that we, we want to bring shit light on, that then their goals may be accomplished. See, so that, I, I really need somebody to, to make me understand this whole Asian provocateur theory that I keep seeing on the internet, where allegedly it's like random white people are in areas and they break into windows and they're the ones causing the problems. We've seen the video and all that, so I'm not saying that's not happening, but the people are saying that they doing that because they're trying to discredit the rightful protest. And they're, trying I think they're trying to shift the narrative. They're trying to get the narrative away from the systematic oppression that black people experience, uh -huh. brutality, brutality, and shift it to uh, property violence or property damage, which is something that, historically speaking, white people care more about that than the actual root cause issue. Mm -hmm. Now, your original question was, do we support the rioting and the looting? Hell yes. Would I do it? Hell no. Everybody has their lane, right? Now, I would not condone it. Somebody said, hey, should we do this? My answer would be no. But I can't tell you how you need or can or will react when you feel like you've been pushed to your limit. Right. Mm -hmm. So from that standpoint, I can accept it. From afar, I can applaud your efforts because you are garnering attention. You know what I mean? The, I was watching the, um, the, I actually sent this to somebody in my company a quote from uh, Dr. King, Martin Luther King, because everybody want to talk about him right now. Mm -hmm. And the quote that he did following the LA riots, where he said, the rioters are not seeking to 
to seize territory or to attain control of institutions. They are mainly intended to shock the white community. They are a distorted form of social protests. The looting, which is their principal feature, serves many functions. It enables the most enraged and deprived Negro to take hold of consumer goods with the ease the white man does by using his purse. It's, it, it goes on, but what they gonna do, have y'all seen a giraffe that was walking down the street? People was riding on horses. Yeah. I think that giraffe was a doctored image or an old image, but I did see the horse video. Yeah, so I was told that that was his horse. No, it was a woman on the horse. There's been a couple of horse videos. There's okay. video of somebody on a train that's like from a mall. They can't do nothing with that stuff at all. Right. But it's a it's it's a form of communication from people, from a group of us, a group of minorities, a, a group of disenfranchised, where it's a way to say, hey, you know, I'm a person too. Like I I need this stuff too, and I ain't mad at them, man. I'm not mad at them at all. I, I do hate that. For example, in Minneapolis, that the people in that community that there's no groceries, there's no grocery right. store anymore. There's no pharmacies to kind of get their get their right. medicines. There's no gas stations in the community right now. And by right. and large, those right. things will not come back because it, you know, they may not be a part of that, that rebuild. Uh, but in terms of from a message standpoint, I mean, I just, I just read this today. Um, ben Crump on his IG page said that um, the state, the state of Minnesota, I believe is doing a federal investigation or state mm -hmm. investigation on, on them. On it's the Minneapolis police, civil, yeah. the, 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 the state has, has launched a civil rights investigation yes. against the Minneapolis Police Department. Yeah. Which is good. Mm -hmm. that's, that's huge. That's huge. But but in the meantime, like you said, there's stores that's not going to come back. Um, I don't know if y'all remember Frida Shabazz. Cage, you might remember her. She, she was, you might not. But she left, left HU, um, did phenomenal things with Teach for America, uh, came out of that. She's a principal in her hometown of Chicago. And she was talking about how all of the, the supermarkets that they frequent, stores like Jewels and stuff like that, like block after block after block have been destroyed, burnt down. Wow. And how students, her students who work at those supermarkets, the, the, the people who, who run it, the management, have already reached out to them and like, we're not reopening. Like the damage is so bad. Like it, we've, been, we've been gutted. We don't have the capital to go in there and rebuild an entire. So now you have block after block after block. Now you have a new food desert in Chicago that was already suffering. You know, so at, or, at just, or, the sword there. or it's an opportunity for somebody else to come in there and make another investment. Potentially. Well, that, well, that speaks to what I brought up the last time we talked. Nobody's going to insure you building into into that neighborhood. But but that's what I brought up at, at the last talk. Like that, that's why I see there is a need for a connection between the young and the old, because older folks are the ones who have the business, who have established themselves, who can get the capital and go back in those communities to rebuild, as opposed to sitting on our hands and waiting for white folk and the government to say we're going to give you money to rebuild your hood. Like, right. I, I think I think we could be more strategic about it. That, I feel you on the, you know, my, my position was if you if you old and you ain't part, if you ain't really, everybody got to play a position, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you think about a movie, when they roll the credits, the person that gets the most credibility is typically or the, the most praise are the main actor and the director. 
typically. Nobody really talks about the producers. They don't talk about the stage hands, uh, the director's assistants, the lighting, all that, the stage, all that kind of stuff. It's a lot of different roles that got to go into making a, a movie. And to make mm-hmm. a really good movie, you have to really have a whole lot of people working together or right. working in, in a general direction. And it just happens to, to work, right? I look at what's happening right now. And in my, in my lifetime, my 41 years of this earth, I've never, ever seen where the entire globe is behind something that impacts people that look like you and me. I mean, it With is the very interesting. of Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. He squandered that completely, but that's another subject. That is another subject. I don't know if he squandered it completely, but he wasn't as radical as I think most of us wanted him to be. If he did what this dude was doing, then God knows. He, the country would have descended into complete chaos if Obama was anything like Trump for black people the way the Trump is for white people. We wouldn't have made it to like January 2009. It would have been a civil war off the top, like ASAP. Right. But that's, that's another subject. We ain't even going to get back into that. Yeah. But again, yeah. you know, the, the synergy around what's happening and what I think is really cool is, again, rest in peace, George Floyd. But the catalyst for his murder has, we have a rainbow coalition. You know, there's, there's white people out there protesting, there's Asians, um, Hispanics. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cultural melting pot of people that are contributing to this message. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got people in, in, in your neighborhood or my neighborhood that are saying, you know, well, what can I do to help out? Because this is ridiculous. Right. You, got, you know, people are protesting in Moscow, people in Paris, people in Africa, all over Europe. Like it's, this is a, it's a movement. It's a movement. A movement has to move, but we, we don't see exactly what happens. But it, I mean, it's moving. It's moving at its own pace. We, we won't really be able to evaluate its effectiveness until you know, much later down the road. But to Cage's point, the movement that we do have is not just black. And once again, it goes to white people stopping racism. And, and once they put themselves out there, they, they, they offer up their bodies as sacrifices to try to do this work, then that's mm. something they may be able to commit to. Like, you, you can't go from being, I, I'm sorry, when I looked at the mall today, and, and they down at the Lincoln Monument, mm-hmm. black folk were in the minority, but they were also leading it. They were the ones who were giving directions. They were on the mic, on the ball. And I saw this little white girl down there doing American Sign Language form. They had sign language interpreted. Like, yeah, this is something we have never seen before. I mean, go. I mean, Neil. You go ahead. Have you, you seen it? Have you seen this? Have you in your lifetime seen this? Absolutely I'm not saying not. something you might have seen in the, something no, no, no. that took place no. in a different generation. Have, have Me personally, I have not seen. Uh, the beautiful part about this whole thing is that it is truly, I won't say that there's no organization, but there's little organization. What I mean by that is uh, there's no union that said everybody come out right now. There's no organization that was like, That's hey, it. we all, it's, there is an organization, but I'm talking about like a, uh, NAACP didn't say, hey, y'all, let's go do this. Yeah. Nation of Islam didn't say, come do no this. Urban League. Uh, no Urban League said to come do it. It was just regular people that was like, that's it. We have really and truly had it. And we ready to come out into the streets. And it's a beautiful thing. I think that it does need to be channeled um, and organized and so on and so forth. But um, so you don't you don't think that there isn't any grassroots organization taking place? No, that's, that's outside not what I'm of organization. 
like established 501c3s uh, uh, or whatever, the nonprofit organizations, you don't think there's no, no, no grassroots organizing? No. Um, I, yes, I know that there's absolutely grassroots organizing. Uh, I went down to the local protests in D.C. here, and there was people walking through the crowd, handing out water, uh, telling people, hey, come over here, you know, trying to organize things on that level. But there was no, for example, when you go to a nation uh, uh, abortion march, for example, right. the National Organization for Women is out front. They got their banners, they got t-shirts, everybody got a button, it's all coordinated, everybody knows what's going on, this is what we're doing. There is no type of that type of organization, large, so multinational, advocating for that or no? I am saying no, I'm saying that's the beautiful part about this particular thing, it's just people coming out and are like very fed up with things. Um, but to answer my first question, I'm not for the right. Let Neil answer, because he ain't, he ain't said nothing all show. No, I was just waiting for y'all to rock out. But I mean, ahead, I mean, when it comes to the riot, man, I'm all for people expressing themselves. But I think we all touched on the same scenario. You're you're rioting because you're you're frustrated, you're tired, you 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 know, part of you feels hopeless, but you hoping there'll be a change out of this. But at the same token, I'm like, when you riot and when you're trying to finish voicing your opinion, don't disturb your norm. Like I said the last time. Where's grandma gonna go to get her prescription now? You know what I'm saying? There's 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 no pharmacy anymore, like Ross right. said. So now she gotta get on a bus and probably go three, four, five miles out. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? The local post office, the local everything that you need for your local way of life, mm -hmm. you're gonna destroy it. Right. So it's not in your community anymore. It's not in your community anymore. So now you're gonna have to go above and beyond, and it makes no sense. Where are you so I feel like in this situation, they've gone outside of their communities too. It's, no stone has been left unturned. But at the same token too, I liked I saw a video of this brother. Yeah, okay, if you're, if you're all fighting for the cause and you're all trying to make this change, I'm with you. But then, like we all touched on that name, I'm getting tired of saying the name, but we know, Agent Provocateurs, why are you in my neighborhood? Why all of a sudden, let's say hypothetically, we all know up by Howard, now all of a sudden, hypothetically, this is not true, but hypothetically, we was up by Howard yesterday, but now we come out today and there's a pallet of bricks out there. You know what I'm saying? Be careful of the little setups. Cause it's like, all of a sudden you're gonna put a whole pallet of bricks in this Yo, neighborhood all of a sudden now? What, what's going that's on? a good question. Neil, what is the cause? What, like, what, what exactly are we trying to do? You know what I'm saying? What is the goal? When you say we, what we as black people are trying to do or the provocateurs? This whole movement of hypothetical white people that's by Howard and all the people that's out in the streets what is the goal? What are they trying to do? I think Rod touched on it earlier. They all captured trying to take away from the purpose. You're trying to deviate and be like turning I mean, from the people who are out in the streets protesting. What is their general purpose? What is the goal? Does anybody know what the goal is? Yeah, go ahead. I'll say um, the 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 people that are putting their bricks down. I mean, you got to watch for the hook. But again, right. I don't care about the hook. The hook is cool for me. At the end of the day, it's it's a message. It's a it's a conversation. It creates it creates dialogue, and it's up to people. Like, I haven't. I've never gone to like a march per se. Have I supported march? I mean, just I haven't. Okay. I, haven't. I don't even. I don't like going to crowd. I don't like going to crowded places. It's not. It's just not my thing. I feel like I remember us doing something like that back in the day, but maybe not. Million Man March. We went down to that. Did we do that? 
No, Whatever. that was way. That was before. That was Whatever. like ninety five. At least I don't. I don't physically recall attending a march. Like okay, I don't. I don't. I just. I just haven't. It doesn't mean that I. I don't care about it. it. Doesn't mean that I am indifferent to it. I just. That's not my lane, right? Right. Your lane, John, is like you like to be on the front line. You want to get in and, and mix it in a little bit more more mm -hmm. than I would. Rod used to be like that. I don't think he would do those types of things anymore. Um, Neil, he, he might, Neil may go with the flow a little bit. I just, I think everybody has to has to play their role. And right. I was watching Roland Martin. He was talking about, you know, I, I'm in the news. My role is to tell your story, to create, I'm create a bridge for your for what you're experiencing, to put it in the ear and the in the in the in the eyes of those that can help or assist or influence change that you're trying to get. So mm -hmm. I think everybody got to figure out what their role is and play it mm -hmm. the best they can. The person that's on the front that's, you know, still in the Gucci, that's not going to be me either. You know? yeah. So everybody got to play their position. Um, and we ain't all got to agree on what people's roles are. It's just it's no different than in the silver, mark, the silver rights era. Everybody kind of had a different approach. Right. Um, you know, King of Rock. Boy, Rock, what you saying? But wait a minute. Man, I wanted to say this real quick. I can't use... What do you say? Nothing. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Now we can hear you. So, like, the riot is wrong. Okay, it's wrong to riot. Um, it does take away. Wait, from, from whose perspective? Don't say it's wrong. No, it is wrong. Like, um, I'm going to try to say this as carefully as possible. It's your truth. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the rioting is wrong, and by rioting, I'm talking about. The breaking the windows, the, the the crimes of opportunity, we're stealing the stuff, all right. that, you know, turning over the cop cars, all that other good stuff does take away from the legitimate protest aims of the people that came out to protest the uh, killing of people by the police. So I understand why people riot. They riot because they see the police breaking the law and they lose respect for the law themselves. So it's like if killing somebody is not wrong, then breaking this window ain't wrong, and there's really no meaning to anything. And that's why I feel like uh, the rioting aspect of it is wrong. Now, the protest itself can't get no rioter. So uh, for people that's like willing to break the windows and- said, And I ain't wanna cut you off, but you, you said a key point. The protest is fine. It's purposeful, right. it's meaningful, whatever. Yeah. So now to go back to what you said about these agent provocateurs, and what Kelchick was saying, I don't want to talk for Kelchick, but towards his point, we're protesting. We're, 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 we're fighting for what's right and, and trying to disavow and all the craziness going on. Agent right. Provocateur comes, smashes a window, right. puts some bricks down. And yeah. I think, I don't know which one of my brothers said something. People are like sheep. So we didn't set it off. We didn't throw that first brick. But right. now it's like a snowball effect. You know yeah. what? You just de they just deviated your mindset off the protest and something meaningful to, oh word, yeah, we got some bricks here. So now it becomes senseless, and then it but becomes now the thing that's happening is like the riot is causing more police violence, which is causing more people to come out. If we we have been protest marching and singing and having sit-ins and talking about this, but it's only now where people really started to like tear up nah, man. in stores, okay. and it's like, oh, this is a problem. And okay. different people's little employers got to talk to them and we got to have a conversation and this, that, and the third. Listen, somebody said we need to pray and do something else. 
I said, we tried that for, for centuries. It ain't work. Right. So this is the time, in my opinion, for some type of action. Now, again, I'm not saying that these things should occur. I'm not advocating for any of that. But nothing in this country has ever come a trans, like really, again, you're asking for a transition or relinquish of power. The police right. are not going to be like, you know what? We're going to change. My bad. My fault. We're going That's to change the command for your ass. Facts us very nicely. It's not going to happen. They go, it's going to be, it's going to be through force. Like, there's no, they didn't even want to let people go to school. They had to call the National Guard to get people to go to fucking school. Yeah. You think, you think this is going to be simple? Here's, here's the thing that, that, that kind of worries me. Um, when in, ever in history have you seen white men, I'll say white community, but we'll, we'll, we'll genderize it, white men, ever be on the right side of history as a group of people? World War II. As a group. Who was fighting I mean, in World War II? Who was fighting? Right. It was the Germans, which is a type of white man, versus everybody else? Mm. No? So everybody and, got to be on the same and even okay. then, even then, in order to fight the Germans, they had to the get entire all world had to be shamed into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because initially, true. they were just like, mm, it ain't here. So when have, have, have they ever been on the right side of history? Slavery, wrong side. Colonization, wrong side. Oppression, wrong side. So like, if that's been, if, if that has been the, the cultural norm to fall on the side that says, I'm just gonna look out for me and mine and amass as much power as I can, I can understand why there's some apprehension as to why that there's a, a, a collective, a rainbow collective of people trying to move this thing forward. But what exactly, that's what I'm saying. So. I think that the goal of this whole thing, it, it was started by the death of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Lord no, Arbery. No, that's not what, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. That's okay, that's not what started it. Well, no, that is what started these particular iteration of protests. No. George Floyd's death, yeah, uh, what did then? It wasn't his death. It was a subsequent lack of prosecution or the, oh, okay, well, the officers. Whatever you want to call it, Perry Mason, oh, you know what I'm talking about. In other words, him dying is what caused people to get murdered, out of the streets. Man. Say it, he got murdered. Him getting murdered. Him getting murdered is what caused and and the subsequent failures of the authorities to do the right thing. You're right. All of that is what caused um, the protest to swell and become kind of what it is. So, but I'm saying that I think there needs to be something other than that because how do you stop police brutality? You, I mean, like, what, what, is, what exactly is it that people want? Because the dude that was kneeling on him is already in the pen, right? He's already in jail. They already got him locked up. Now, he hasn't been charged yet, but he he's already tried. in jail. He hasn't been charged. Or, I mean, he hasn't been tried. That's what I mean. Yeah, but so, you, still got, you still got three other people that yeah. have not been arrested. And also what you're seeing now, which is... The, not the beauty of this, but in, in essence, the beauty of it is now the whole world can see how the police truly brutalize people that are just walking and talking. Like there's several videos. I mean, just do your own research. You can look at any 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 peaceful 
it's peak, like it's most of the stuff that you're talking about, the rioting and the looting, that's happening mostly at night when it's right. dark. Yeah. Um, you're the host now. Yeah. So Keep going. Yeah. when you think about when it's daylight and you see police being the aggressors, you see them telling, you know, people that are not black, hey, make sure you spray paint this on something and they're right there and they're not doing anything. When you see police, you have a, a family that is trying to, you know, guard a building and say, hey, don't come in here. And they, they rush up and then the people are on TV, they don't, like they're recording for, for news. And they began to detain the people who called them, like, we work here. This is our shop. The people mm -hmm. who try to, um, you know, rob from us, they went that way and they won't listen to them. It, it, you, gain, you gain credibility for your position. Um, so I, I think that it's, it's not like one city. It's not like it's just the LAPD or the Minnesota PD or the NYPD or the Oakland. Very widespread. Yeah. It's everywhere. And some of the right. craziness is, but some of the craziness is still going on despite this. I don't know if you saw the post about the, uh, the, the young black man. He was quote unquote fit the description and the, he's telling the cops, yo, I don't know what you're talking about. It's not me. Oh, he was an FBI agent? Yeah. He, the ball head. And he, yeah, was, he was calm. He was just like, yo, I'm telling y'all, it's not me. You're racially profiling. And they're like, we fit the description. And he's like, well, all right, you in trouble now. And as soon as he saw his ID, found out he was a fed, yeah, they promptly took the cuffs off. But at the same time, I don't know if you saw the whole video, he's like, look, I want your name and badge. I want your name and badge. I want the commander on shift, the shift duty commander. When the shift duty commander came in, he was like, I want your name and badge. He's like, you're not getting it. It was just like, commander for the record, he was, just, he was a sergeant, but I got you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So even then, you just pretty much played yourself. You just pretty much got embarrassed and you still gonna tell me that you're not gonna give me your name and badge number so I can follow you? As a fan, he should have known better than to behave the way that he was. I don't, I, it, it blows How did he sometimes. behave? This How has did nothing he behave, to do with though? anything. This is totally off the subject. What's up? How did he behave though? He was a dickhead. The, the guy that was getting arrested? No, he wasn't. If, yes, he was. If the cops came in and he was like, you fit the description and you are an FBI agent and you let them do their job or whatever and then they go over to the side, you'd be like, yo, check my ID. They'll let you go. It's no big deal. But he was really trying to show off for the cameras and shit like this. I don't believe in praising no federal FBI no, agents. With, with all, with all the things that's going on right now, you think he right. was out of character? I think that in order to be an FBI agent, it requires a higher level of assholia than the normal cop has. So I don't give them any props. They do the same knucklehead nonsense that the park police and PG County police and all the other kind of police do. In fact, they do it on a higher level. So all the time, like uh, to take it to, what's my man's name? Um, that was the FBI director. And everybody was like, oh, he's gonna be the one to bring down Trump. He's a damn fed. He works for the federal government. He's a lifelong cop. They all have the same mentality. So. Robert, whatever his name was, Mueller. it was like Mueller. 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 No, Mueller. it was somebody else. Mueller's Mueller. name, something else. It don't matter. This is completely off the whole damn subject. We're all gonna cut all this shit later. Um, all that to say, I feel like the uh, riots and whatnot is really they. The, it's the dual-edged sword. People are bent out of shape about these alleged Asian provocateurs that's providing the bricks and setting the shit off and throwing the bricks through the- Why the, do you say, why do you say alleged, John? Because um, 
at least all I can speak for is like what I see in DC. And it was locals that was like throwing the eggs and throwing the water bottles and shit at the police. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I feel like there is a lane for that. I think the rioting is wrong. I'm trying to say something and make it make sense. And maybe it only makes sense in my head. So I don't know if this actually does make sense, but I feel like the rioting is wrong. However, though it is wrong, it plays a part in the overall picture because now they are forcing a conflict between the police and the rightful protesters and the police do what police do, which is beat people with batons and gas them and pepper spray them. And like KG said, everybody sees this. You know what I'm saying? The police can demonstrate restraint. There have been several instances where certain police agencies have joined with the protesters, taken knees with the yep. protesters, had conversations with yep. the protesters. So I hear what you're saying, but I, and you said it like you can only speak for what you've seen in DC. I would encourage you, I know you do, I'm just saying it because you said this mess. You're gonna look at the bigger, like look at other situations and know that there are definitely points. There are definitely points in the nation where police are doing the right things. It's few and far in between, but there are examples that indicate that they are listening, they're sure. hearing, and they're taking, they're taking some, at least the, the visual action of making some level right. of compromise and really do community police work. It's beautiful, but we still got to get rid of them too. So I feel like what is the goal of all this? To me, I really want to get rid of Trump, Pence, and um, Attorney General Barr. I want so them should, all to like resign. Because you want to overthrow the people that are in charge. Like I said, I feel like the rioting plays a part. Is it wrong? Yes, because you are doing damage and destroying neighborhoods and keeping people from getting a pharmacy and, you know, this type of shit. But it does play a this role is, in things. This is one of the few times when the rioters are not just damaging their own communities. They are going... They the want only to one that I can think of. They what? The only time I heard that they've been like running buck wild in like Georgetown and uh, Wisconsin Avenue and you know this type of shit in DC. You gotta get out of DC, man. You gotta look at the whole world. Like it's not, it's, it's way bigger than what's on DC. If I you, mean, it's happening all over the world, but we're talking about like the reason it's happening, literally the dude that's causing it is in DC and that's Trump. He's not causing this. He's a, he's a part of it, but he ain't causing it. Okay, not causing it. I feel like he is a symbol. He is the law and order president, like you just told y'all, and literally told the police to like cut a path through all these protesters so he could have his little photo out by the church. Yeah, that was done. And that wasn't it. He he. It wasn't just the police. He also the military talked, police. But he also talked about how he was uh, preserving the rights of Americans, and then said your Second Amendment right. He was pretty much telling folk take up arms and shoot these people if you feel like they're threatening you. Oh, and have you seen, I've heard different reports out of different cities like Philadelphia and Chicago, where there's like regular white people walking around with baseball bats trying to back up the police and, you know, trying to get all the Black Lives Matter protesters up out of there. And I heard that there was like some Latino people that was jumping on folks in Chicago too. But, you know, yeah. this is all internet scuttlebutt. But that's yeah. what we do, I think we traffic in the nonsense. I think you gotta validate your sources or something, man. You gotta do a little bit more research. I'm getting straight from Lipstick Alley. <laughs> Clearly. <This> dude, <laughs> no, man. No. I, I think you, the, again, in the New Haven police office, the New Haven, the New Haven commissioner of the police, they basically took a different oath, like the entire one, 
on camera so everybody can see it. It was actually kind of dope. You got Mormons out there protesting. The Mormons they don't got no, they got no internet, they got no TV, but they, they, they talking about Black Lives Matter. Not Mormons, the Amish. 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 Is that like Hermes? Hermes. <laughs> Hermes. I knew I, that was. Leave, leave my belt alone. Yeah. So you you know it's this this has momentum and I just don't you know again this this speaks to the diaspora of even how we approach things right you have a, a perspective I think it's I mean, it's your point of view I just I just I don't agree with all points of it you know what I mean mm -hmm. I mean I just don't see how you can't mass protest to say we want to get rid of police brutality how do you do it so in other words if they arrested all the people that uh, were participating in George Floyd's murder, the dude that was kneeling on him and the other three, and in fact, they just arrested the whole police station. It still ain't gonna keep somebody else from getting killed the exact same way in Milwaukee or Miami or Muskegon or whatever. So how do you legislate that? Mass protest ain't going to get rid of that. What are you, like, what do we do? There's a whole platform that's telling them what they did, what they, what no. they're No, okay, what is it, what's the platform? Or where is it? What, what, what? You know who has a dope response to Cage? Um, Please don't say it out earlier. I'm gonna say it. Ben that, that that Ben and Jerry's response was oh, all Ben and Jerry's. Okay, yeah. yeah what I did you about to say, Bob say? Johnson? Oh no, yeah. Bob Johnson. That you talking about the reparations thing? No, I want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, hold on a second. Where is that Ben and Jerry's piece? Well, he's finding that. How 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 have y'all been coping, like um, from a work standpoint, right? right? Mm -hmm. So you got. You got real life happening around you. Can, can, can we put a button in that? And let me just rattle off this real quick and then we can go to the work stuff. Um, first, Ben and Jerry's pretty much laid out everything that's gone down since 1619 up until now. And he did it real succinctly. And, and he was talking about how enslaved people, not slaves, how people who were enslaved were um, getting the short end of the stick. First, they got calling uh, on the president and all the elected officials and the political parties to commit to a, our nation to a formal process of healing and reconciliation. I'm just summarizing it. Second, they called upon the Congress to pass HR 40 legislation um, that would create a commission to study the effects of slavery and, and discrimination since 1619 and um, make recommend appropriate remedies, appropriate remedies. Um, third, um, support the Floyd's family call to create a national task force um, that would draft bipartisan legislation aimed at ending racial violence and increasing police accountability. There's your answer. There's no police accountability. This thing is going to go on forever. You need police accountability. And then finally, um, calling on the, the, the Department of Justice to re, uh, reinvigorate the Civil Rights Division as a staunch defender of the rights of Black and Brown people. Mm -hmm. That's Ben and Jerry's. That's, 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 that's not a, a politician. Or an organizer softer than ice cream. That's not a politician or an organizer or or, or or someone who's an activist. It's Ben and Jerry's. Listen, corporate citizens play a significant role in this, right? Nike came out hardcore. Um, obviously, yeah, the Nike ad was crucial. I Nike saw that. Came out swinging. Um, I heard Google internally had a really dope little thing. And then, you know what? I was, I was just going to throw it out there for shits and giggles, but it is kind of sick. Remember last week, Keltrick, when you said you want some entertainers to step up? I don't know if it's legit or not, but I was watching the TMZ ad, and they said, allegedly, your, your man, Money Mayweather, wants to do the whole funeral expense for George Floyd. 
Really? Yeah. I mean, if he's serious about right. it, I mean, I, 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 I salute you on you that. You ain't that damn expensive, really, but, you know. I don't really – it does nothing for me. I, I, for me? I'll just see something like uh, – Can he stop beating women, too? Somebody like The Rock, you know, he, he came out and said something, which he, he's normally – he's a staunch police law enforcement supporter. Mm-hmm. But he came out with a very robust – well written. I mean, nobody like he was just from the heart, like statement. And he doesn't really do those types of things. So I think people, even George W. Bush, like, when we he was president, he's like this dude's a clown. He came out with a with a stronger statement than fucking Tiger Woods. Man, mm. statements is bullshit. Everybody can make a statement. Ben and Jerry's statement. I do like the things that Ben and Jerry's was talking about. But how many black people work for Ben and Jerry's in Vermont? I mean, put your money where your mouth is. Miss me with all the statements and the symbolism and nah, all you're of not the madness. Gonna, it's a start, ain't it? It's a start. <sighs> 400 something years. Here's the thing. And then when people show you or give you an opportunity to say, hey, I'm doing this, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck that. That's that. You, you want, wait, 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 John, John, John. I want legislation. John. I don't give a damn about your statements. But, but and the power that Ben and Jerry's has is to make, is to hire people, right? Okay. No, they have more than that. They have more power than that. When 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 when, when companies that have are, that are well known, credible, um, who don't have a dog in a fight, make statements that solid, they are now on record with what they mm-hmm. support. You mm-hmm. cannot backtrack from that. You can't renege. Mm-hmm. That's what you believe. And at that point in time, you're making a decision. I'm going to support these people in spite of all the money I get from white folk who don't. There are a lot of white people who are going to look at that Ben and Jerry statement and be like, I'll never give them another dime. Just like white folk canceled Netflix subscriptions as soon as they inked that huge mega deal with the Obamas. So when you say, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let go of money on this side to support a social justice issue on that side, that is a commitment. And what they don't we make money. But John, what we can't do is say we've been we've been waiting for change, looking for change, and finally we start to see change and then beat the change up that we see. Right. No, that's not change. That's words, and that is a statement. It is a PR statement. If they did not say anything, uh-huh. they would get torn to shreds on social media. If they didn't say anything, they're going to mistake. How many black owners of Ben and Jerry's franchises are like? Show me. Hold what on. You actually now, how many? How many times? How many? Have you see? Has has Popeyes come out and said anything? Yes. How many black owners of Popeyes is it? Wait, wait. I said has um, Popeyes said something. Yes. I mean, they had. They said something on their social media. That's what I'm saying. Like none no, of no, that no, shit no, matters no, to me. No. His point is, there are a bunch of companies that haven't said anything. You said what would happen to Ben and Jerry's if they didn't say anything? There are a right. bunch of companies that have not said a word. And people are definitely no. paying attention to those companies that's not no. saying anything. They're still making money right now. And they will continue to make money as we sleep. So, yeah. so, so, so Ben and Jerry's didn't have to say a word. Speaking of, is Ben and Jerry's on the stock market? Is Ben and Jerry's on the uh, Dow? Because we need to get into that. Because somebody, I, they're going to have a stock jump tomorrow. I guarantee you. I guarantee you somebody has done all the math and has figured out how much this is going oh, wait, to. John, uh, the whole, they this, is, this is what we deal with. Like, literally. No, but the whole perspective is they have put forth effort. They have stated, they have set their claim and, and showed yes. what side of the yard they stand on. Right. And 
you still want to be like, well, fuck that? No, I did see. Please hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying fuck that. The things that they're saying absolutely make sense. If they came from a Nina Turner or somebody like that, um, that's wonderful. What I'm saying is they have concrete power and ability to change people's economic circumstances and do all of these wonderful things that they are saying we really, really believe in, but have they? And multiply that, not just Ben and Jerry's, Nike, Pepsi, and any other person, Microsoft, Google. How many black people working at Google? Are there some? Yes. Are they in the executive ranks? No. Are they, that's not true. And you cherry picking. You cherry picking. There are corporations that have very solid recruitment programs for, mm -hmm. for underrepresented folks. I'm sure. And oh, they get people up in there. But you can't do you that. Can't really, yes. Yes. Yeah, when you look but, at companies, when you look at companies like Target, Target has a they have a huge commitment to diversity. Huge. Okay. And, and their headquarters is in Minneapolis. Good for Target, but we were talking how, about Ben and Jerry's. Wait, wait, wait. And how many Target stores got burnt down in Minneapolis? A good how amount. Many black Target general managers are there. I wonder. Now, see, now you nitpicking, man. You nitpicking. Yo, you just said you just said Target is a perfect example. Or how many people are on the board of directors of Target? That's uh, look. All I'm saying is the statements are wonderful, but they're symbolism. They are words. What is the concrete stuff that you oh, are willing to right, do? So hold on. In a, in a in a in a in a kind of a nutshell, you're trying to say, John, don't fight for me if you don't support me. I'm trying to say that if you want to change the circumstances for black people, then change the circumstances for black people. How many um, Ben and Jerry's franchisee owners are there? So what and I want you to make that happen tomorrow if you so chose. So but what I won't do that. What I want you to do. What I want you to do. Since okay. this is your question, I want you to go find the answer. It's it's uh, on the internet. So on, don't don't throw the question out if you don't know the answer. You don't got to do it right now. We can talk about it later. Jerry's franchisee owners are. We're going to find out right now. Oh, See, we can't go give you that. And don't oh, show me a goddamn one. That's why. <laughs> because they in Vermont. Ain't none. So anyway, that's just my perspective. Uh, You're allowed to think. I just, I, I'm, I'm cool with all the uh, statements. I'm cool with all the no, symbolism. Not. I'm cool with the tweets. No, I'm cool not. with everybody putting a little black square on their Twitter profile. That's real cute. I want to see the concrete stuff that you're trying to do. And Ben and Jerry, it's something which I don't know which one of y'all said it earlier. They was like, everybody got their little thing to do. You know, if you're a bus driver, then drive a bus for the people. If you're a cook, cook for the people. Ben and Jerry's, you're an ice cream store, okay? Give us some goddamn ice cream stores. How many have you done? So miss me with all the uh, hot air and words. I want to see something concrete since we talking about, you know, Black Lives Matter and we changing stuff, whatever. Anyway. No. no. I know, I know. Y'all want, see, you know what? This is the problem. I'm going to bring it back to Obama real quick. Everybody <laughs> fell in love with Obama's ass. He got up on stage and he sang a little Al Green. Everybody was like, yo, that's it. That's all we need. No, I need concrete policies. I don't give a damn about your symbolism, the type of suit you wear, or none of that other madness. I want to see exactly what you're trying to do. Show me the money. Anyway. <laughs> Yo, go ahead, Rob. Policies need support. Correct. Support, if, if it's done properly, we, we, we don't live in a democracy. We don't. We live in a republic that has, okay. a, a, we, we use a representative democracy so we, we elect people to re represent us in Congress. Right. But this is a republic. It's not a democracy. 
All right. Okay, you got to explain so, the difference for that for the people. You so, know so the people, the people believe this is a democracy. My voice matters. No. The moment you elect somebody to represent you, it's their voice that matters. So what happens is we have got to get to the people we've elected to let them know what we want so that they can vote for our issues, right? So in order for them to vote on our issues, we've got to communicate them to them what our concerns are. Mm -hmm. It's like a snowball. Legislation needs support from the people who, 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 who represent, from the people the representatives are voting on behalf. Right. So if Ben and Jerry's in Vermont says, I support this, 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 re this, this law, this, this resolution, this HR, whatever, right. I support that. And they got enough people in Vermont because that's their headquarters to say, you know what, we, we support it too. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm taking you through the logic. Please, please do it. And they get on the phone with their representative, you need to vote for that. Right. Then the representative says, the people who elected me tell me I need to vote for this. This is what I have to vote for. Because if I don't vote for it, when it's time for me to run again, right. they won't vote for me. Mm. Well, they, they got Bernie, so Bernie's going to go for that. And the hold, problem, hold, hold on a second. H.R. 40 is John Conyers uh, reparations research bill. It, if you think that white folks in Vermont is going to vote for H.R. 40, come on, man. But the, the point is, if the people that they are aligned with Right. say we support it you know how fickle humans are and how we are sheep if the people who they are aligned with supported we uh -huh. will change our hearts in a in a in a, in a, a, a millisecond and we're like you know what if ben and jerry supports it i support it too it's a part of the strategy wow. if no one's talking about it and no one's supporting it then no one will say that's the way, way we need to go you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like you need these companies to speak out. You need them to speak out because the people who spend money with them are the ones who love them. And they'd be like, they're like celebrities. When Trump says we want to do X, Y, and Z, all the little Trumpettes say, yeah, we need to do X, Y, and Z. So now let all the Ben and Jerry acts say, I support HR 40. Yes, okay. yes, yes, Cage. <laughs> Next topic, question. <laughs> right, we was, on the, we was on the work topic, my bad, go ahead. All right. How have y'all been dealing with work, right? So you got Amy Cooper. I ain't forgot about Highland High off the hook. You got Amy Cooper, George Floyd, murder, no charges, one charge eventually, protests, rioting, looting. You continue to see more and more people of color and actually everybody being abused at the hands of police. Mm -hmm. How have you been dealing with all of this? Because I can say for me, and I, I'll, I'll start a little bit just to kind of just be transparent. It's been very, very difficult for me to go from seeing that, experiencing that, thinking about my own stressors. And that's, you know, I, I would imagine for most people of color, when you see things like that, it's a trigger. And to go into work the following day or the following morning. And I used to have to, I think most people will have to use to pretend that everything was just okay. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think this is the time. I, I feel like more people are more vocal about it. So how are y'all dealing with that? Like how are y'all feeling? How are y'all, you know, remaining, you know, sane? 
I mean, oh, go, ahead, go ahead, Neil. No, go ahead. You had it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Neil. Go ahead, Neil. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it, it's a it's a definite stressor, but you know, you have to surround yourself with a good brothers like yourself. But for those that people that don't have a friendship like we do, surround yourself with good people. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Get grounded somehow, whether you felt like you have to go into church more or find no, your... I'm talking, about, I'm talking about at work. How are you dealing with... Oh, well, at work, I mean, yeah, it's like I got to I gotta isolate myself from all that, man, because everybody's, everybody's different version of what's going on. Sometimes I have to just unplug. That's the word I'm looking for. I got to unplug from everybody else's thing and just, and just, just focus on me and thank God. That's how that's very meal-like. <laughs> that's me. that's honest though right. and thank god well not thank god that's the wrong choice of word but based on this whole situation with covid me being a teacher i'm zoomed out i'm zoomed out with all these meetings and everything else but it's like i'm in my own little world right now so yeah when we get on the meetings people will talk about it like oh it's a trying time and mm -hmm. may start crying on a video and this that and the third and it's like i don't knock anybody for their truth if that's what you feel you need to do but I know after a time, it's just like, I just need to be by myself sometimes because me dealing with my own personal stuff as a family man, school man, and then dealing, taking on your own stress, that could be a burden. So sometimes I just gotta unplug <laughs> and isolate, for man, for real, for real. I can't take on everybody else's, everybody else's role, but it, it, it's tough. It's tough. They take on everybody else's role, I guess I'm confused at that. I'm, because you're take, are you even taking on like what are you taking on from the fact that you just seen another another person look like you get murdered? Like how are you? No, no. no. I mean, in the sense of okay, hypothetically, let's say the four of us. No, I'm not talking about hypothetical. I'm saying literally, like literally, you saw a man left you get murdered. Mm -hmm. How are you going to work the next day and dealing with the fact that you got to work, and in your mind you know, he's he's your age. He's our age. He's in our age. Right. He is my age. He's forty six. Yeah. Yeah. Was. So was. You know, this could happen to any of us. Your twins asked you last week, Daddy, you know, I wanted you to come home. How are you dealing with taking that shit to work? Bro, it's I mean, I, oh go ahead, John, my bad. Go ahead, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry when I heard him speaking. I didn't want to cut him off. Go I mean, it. yo, I, I really don't have the answer for you, brother. I mean, it's a it's a deep, serious, real, genuine question, but it's just like there's so many ways. I think the last time we talked about it, maybe this show, last show, the previous show, and I was just like, I didn't like the me that I was becoming because I felt mm -hmm. like I was going into like a dark place. Like, you know, I wanted to be like, you know, listen to some NWA and be like, F the police. But that's not the way. Then part of me was just like, really? yo, if another white person look at me in a different way, I must know that. So it's just like in my head, all the different roles and different ways I would play it out. If I didn't have y'all, to vent to, and we we talk about this on the show and be public. And if I have my daughters that literally come to me and say, "Dad, yo, we love you. You big black. You might look scary to somebody else. Be careful out here." And of course, as a father, I'm like, "And eh, don't worry about me. Daddy got this." But I'm like, "Oh shit, they really have a right. valid point. Like that's real out here." So it's just like, I don't know. Be to answer your question, that's a good question. I really don't have the answers, man. I think I just survive by the grace of God and just be like, yo, I got to push on for them. That's the answer. I got to, I got to push on for them. I can't completely tune out. I can't completely act like it, like it's not going on. I can't, you know, I can't be reckless 
in my actions because it's like at the end of the day, I'm seeing my daughter's faces and with all the hurt that's going on, I'll be damned if I bring that bring tears to their eyes over me doing mm. something. You know what I mean? So it's hard. That's all I can say. That's the answer for me, dog. Genuine, it's hard. I don't even have the answers because I may be talking to you today in this mannerism, but tomorrow, God forbid, we may hear something on the news and it just catapults everything <laughs> to a new level. And I'm knocking on John's door like, John, get the shot. We out here. Get it, baby. Yo, it's, I don't know, B. Go ahead, John. I mean, I'm built a little bit differently, and this has really been brought home to me so many times over the years. But uh, this excites me. I feel like this is a wonderful opportunity for, uh, uh, you know, us politically and culturally and everything. And as far as work goes, I've been working through the entire COVID period, um, basically carrying on how I've been carrying on before. And I have zero desire to talk about this internally with my job, because again, they, they sent out, a, uh, people at my job sent a general email that was like, you know, we're gonna get through this as a family. We're gonna make it happen. Everybody stay strong. I guarantee you layoffs is coming. You know what I'm saying? Salary deductions is coming. Where's all the family sentiment? You know what I mean? If you, we such a family, why is it so few black employees? Why is there no black um, retail outlet owners? I'll put it to you like that. And I ain't just talk about my company, I'm talking about the entire industry. So all of that to me is meaningless in words. I could care less about it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm praying that nobody asks me nothing about it. And that's just how it is for me. But I don't really mix my personal and my work, period. I really don't like my job knowing nothing about me. So that's how I'm carrying it at work. Carrying it, let's make the money, separate that shit from what I'm doing out here. But the actual you know, protests and everything, that's, that gives me energy. I mean, uh, it is very unfortunate that somebody's got to lose their life. Um, I don't want to see nobody get hurt, but I recognize that, like, you know, we live in a, a dual kind of world here. So as much as pain causes stuff, it can have, you know, positive effects. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm, I'm excited, personally. But since you're the only one out of the brothers that got a son, you don't feel a different type of stressor in any any light i really do not um like i said maybe i'm just kind of wired differently um no, you are wired differently this is my like this is not no new thing to me i've been going to protests for a long long time nothing like this but um yeah so this is what you do you go and you march and you yell and you scream and if you get to actually mix it up with the police i mean that's kind of the point if you are at a protest and you go when they tell you to go and you can only protest where they tell you to go, and you gotta leave when they tell you to go, that's not really a protest, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm excited. I think it's a real opportunity to organize and get plugged in with networks of people on a local basis that are passionate and young and political and want to change things. Our generation has utterly failed our younger brothers and sisters. Like our parents' generation is old, they in their 60s, all they wanna do is donate money. The younger generation is full of passion and they want to get out there and march and make changes and all the shit that Obama said he was about. They really want to be about it. Like now we ain't waiting for nothing else. And it's us here in the middle that should be supplying the leadership and the organization. We all kind of sit around like, you know, ah, I got to do this and I got to do that. And we all got our roles to play. No question about it. Everybody can't be on the front lines. Everybody can't march. Everybody can't do this. Everybody can't do that. But I saw more people arguing about the meaning of blackout. What, who cares? Like, 
what is the whole point? What we we have this wonderful tool of social media that black people dominate, and instead of using it for a good purpose, we trade memes and we talk about reality TV and shit. And it's just like miss me with that form of bullshit. Miss me with the Ben and Jerry's form of bullshit. I want something concrete and action. If it ain't action or money oriented, miss me with the shit completely. So I get. So my thing is then you need to you need to follow up on Bank America, and if you're not a Bank of America. Um, uh, a customer, maybe you'll change your mind because I just read something that they have just committed a billion dollars mm-hmm. to to, to uh, minority businesses and communities. Now they are couching it in in light of what COVID nineteen has done to our communities. Right. But a billion dollars is a billion dollars, and if I know black folk like I know black folk, they're gonna find a reason to beef with that too. But that's a billion dollars. Should have been more. See what I'm saying, America? <laughs> a million, a billion dollars no, is a billion. What I mean, dollars. hey, that's beautiful. Keep it coming, but I don't. But please do not couch that in the terms of it being reparations. It's not. But no one said nothing about reparations. Okay? I know. I'm just merely saying, if people start trying to form and be like, "Oh yes," no, it's not. Anyway, so so my my thinking on it is, um, my job. I, I actually was looking for my job to say something. Um, the way we're set up, we have a, a morning call every day at 8.30 um, every day where wow. everyone pretty much who has a leadership position and some people without leadership positions will call in. Mm-hmm. And our CEO did make a statement and emailed out a statement prior mm-hmm. to the the audible. the, or the Yeah, before the phone call, he emailed out a statement. Right. And for me, that like different, like I'm different than John. For me, that's good because I work in an industry and I work for an organization that has been dealing with challenging uh, um, the, 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 the oppressive system since its existence. Like I would expect my organization to say something about this. And if mm-hmm. they didn't, I'd be like, you know what? I just pulled your skirt up. You're not real. I don't know why I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Well, I actually appreciate it. And when I think about, you know, because I'm in leadership and other people around me in leadership are white and we, right. we primarily work in with people who are coming out of low income, you know, ex-offenders, ex-addicts, da, 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 da. but I also know that a well, overwhelming majority of the people we hire come from our programs. So mm-hmm. we are also giving money, mm-hmm. we're not giving money. We are allowing the people who come from those relationships, those, those, those situations, to earn money. You know what I'm saying? They're right. getting paychecks. You know, we're not no. giving them nothing. They're working for that money. So as an organization, we're putting our money where our mouth is. So I was right. expecting my CEO to say something. Wait a minute. Uh, real quick, Rob. How many people, how many black people are in, like you said, leadership for your organization? Would you say? I don't expect you to know all of them. But, you know, uh, what kind of percentage would you say? Leadership. No, we're 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 close to fifty percent leadership. Like in terms of leadership, like from managers, all of directors, the managers, all that. Managers, managers, directors, and chiefs. I would say fifty percent of us, if not more. There you go. Are, are black, and came out of our program. Like started with us when they had nothing. Mm-hmm. Did they, did the program got the job and then ascended to leadership positions? Mm-hmm. So like. That's just how we roll. So I'm expecting my company to say something. And, mm. and I appreciate it when our CEO does, because if he didn't, I'd have been like, nah, y'all on some BS. You know what I'm saying? 
So everybody's got to say something. I just don't think their mean their statements mean anything other than we checking off a box to make sure that Twitter don't flame our ass. Yo, half the states statements that come from black folk don't mean nothing. Agreed. And you 100%. know, but we still accept them. Who? No, we don't. Yes, we, we had do. we had touched on this. Oh, wait, Neil, pause. I'm not talking about Clarence Thomas-ish black folk. I'm right. talking about black folk who grew up with two parents, a front yard, a backyard, a big old house, and the only thing they know about the hood is what they saw That's on me. television. Right. Yeah. They have something to say about this. Yes. Even though it's affecting people who, black folk who have a completely different experience than them. Okay. Yeah. Like, like is that, 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 that black folk, those black folk who grew yeah. up in the house and the, they're different than me. Okay. In my experience. They watch, I'm, I'm that black folk. But so you, as I'm that black folk, watched my experience on television. Okay. And you got something to say about it. I, I, I got something to say about your upbringing. What, what do you mean? What do you what, what do you disagree with, Cage? Well, if I'm if I'm interpreting your your what you're saying, you're saying that because I don't know if that bourbon, you may not be. I may not. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That bourbon, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still sitting over here. I crush um, mine. If if I didn't, if I, if somebody grew up with a front yard, a backyard, and a house, they don't know what it's like. Yeah, no, that's not what I'm saying. Okay, all right. That's not what I'm, I'm not saying they don't know what it's like. I'm saying, like, John talked about how white folk can't really, like, if they make statements, those mm -hmm. statements don't mean nothing to them. Okay, right. I assumed it's because they're white and they don't share no, the black experience. Everybody's statements everybody's statements the companies white people black people football teams all right you weren't that, that clear you weren't that clear uh, that's, that's probably true because when i think about black folk they 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 make statements they do and all that shit is straight meaningless there's thousands and thousands of people who change their avatar to a black square today and they feel like yo i really did something you did not do shit but that back listen everyone has to come to this with with their own experiences right. yeah we gotta let them be where they are at this stage of their development like year, like like have you ever seen did you ever watch um oh sankofa the holly dreamer yes, yes. <laughs> you see we go we delving deep into things and people don't know what the hell we talking about my mother's gonna be like what is sankofa okay <laughs> go go watch sankofa go see sankofa go, you can get it online i'm certainly just about to say i wish i saw it on youtube Hallie Jarema was a, a, a filmmaker, uh, also a Howard University um, instructor over at the uh, uh, School of Communications, John. Yeah, yeah, school. I took his class. I took his class, class. of course. And, and Hallie Jarema, he talks, he, uh, the, the Sankofa talks about this dude. They, they, you're talking about a, 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 a slave revolt, right. sugar plantations in the Caribbean. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And a dude who was pretty much the house nigga the whole movie, house nigga the whole movie. At the end of the movie, he's the one leading the revolts. Like the spook, the spook that- um, Sat by the door. Yes, yeah, like the same concept. Like, like John, you need to make space for people to change, for people to develop, for them to grow, for them to be mm -hmm. like, I made a statement a year ago, and now, a year later, I'm about that business. Statements are statements. I only care about what you are doing. So you can make every statement you want to make, 
on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, send every, all that. That's wonderful. That's great. That you all stack them all up, start, let them on fire, and it might be something that you can warm your hands up with. That's all they matter. It is words. I want to see what you are doing. That's yeah. me. You allowed to totally give your company a round of applause because, and they should be, they are hiring people from within the company and, you know, doing stuff in the community. All that stuff is really wonderful and good. Companies like mine ain't doing that. So yeah. when you hit me with this little email and we all in it together, I know what y'all be talking about. You know, I know that if we don't hit certain benchmarks, you're going to fire me. Where's all the family? You know what I'm saying? So miss me with that, man. But whatever. Yo, this is something that, I, you know, I, I really think is valid. And we had it on a show, but, you know, we had technical issues doing that show. But I think it's really valid. And I want to touch on it, especially from our perspective. What, and, and I love our answers, but what would y'all say, and I think Rogers touched on it about based on your upbringing and household, what would you say to those young sisters right now that got young men that are tired, frustrated, they feel like they want to revolt, they feel mm. like, you know, they want to be part of this revolution that's being televised, but their mindset is not necessarily ready to grasp it. What would you tell those young sisters who have young men 12 to 18 Mm. Right now in this current situation, what would you encourage? What difference does it make? Say it again. I'm saying what difference? I'm talking about your question. What difference does it make whether it's a sister, a young sister with a son? Because sometimes it makes a difference having both parents or being a sister raised by herself. Sometimes, sometimes you know what I'm saying. Sometimes you have, if you have that strong father figure in the household. Because being transparent, y'all know me. I never saw my dad my day in my life. I think I turned out good because I had strong male figures around me. So I'm saying, mm -hmm. how in part would we give that back and say, she, if she's looking for some encouragement, like mm -hmm. my son is feeling rebellious, he's hard headed, but it's a tense mm -hmm. situation right now. What would you tell her or some encouragement to give her? Let him. Or anyone. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Cause yeah. now, and, 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 I, and I know it seems like a vague question, but now, mm -hmm. I don't think now's the time where if you are, rambunctious for you to just go out without any guidance. So I'm like, what's... I don't know if I agree with that, man. I actually think you, you can and you should. Um, this is not a situation that can be put into a box. This is it's explosive. It is something that's been going on for centuries. And if any young man, if any young woman of any race, of anything wants to be a part of that, they should be in whatever way they want to be. And, and I respect your point of view, but I'm going deeper. Like, let's say right now they're like, you know, sister comes to you say, Kelch, my son is on some old F the police shit. He's throwing shit at him, brick. That, that could be a little bit reckless right now. And yes, that may be his truth, but right. in this time right now, do we really, Want to encourage reckless behavior of the youth? I think this is the best time to do it. This is the best time to do it while the light is shining on it really, really bright. I don't think a cop right now, um, in any, especially any of these major urban areas, is going to yoke a brother up to the point of potential death. I disagree. I, I don't. I, I, no, no, I do believe that they're going to use force, but like this... They're shooting rubber bullets. Rubber bullets are True. breaking skin, putting eyes out. And, yeah. and they need to be aware of what a rubber bullet can do if it hits their body. 
Like you, you should tell them that and let them make their choice. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to be in a situation where there's a knee on a neck for eight minutes like George Floyd. As a matter of fact, there's already video out there of them arresting somebody. Like someone fell down, they were being arrested, and there were two cops there. One of them... And they yanked his, he yanked his knee. Right. One of them had the knee on the neck. And people, the protesters, like, get your knee off his fucking neck. Get your knee off his fucking neck. And then um, the other cop takes the, the, the cop whose knee's on the neck, takes the knee and yanks it off the neck and puts mm -hmm. it to a different part of the body. You know what I'm saying? So, I respect your point, Ross. What would you say to that young sister about her son? To tell him, go ahead, it's the time, go ahead and be free look, and rambunctious? Look, I have a standing philosophy that if you're not a rebel by the age of 18, you ain't got no balls. And if you haven't really started to figure out how to finesse the system by 30, you ain't got no brains. So if you're young and you out there, be a rebel. Right. I, 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 that's what I would tell like, let him know what he needs to know in order to be protected. Let him know stuff that we've emailed and texted to each other. You know, write phone numbers in, in, in Sharpie on your skin. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you protect your body in terms of tear gas. You know, like, do certain things. Make sure you got bail money. You know my number so you can call me. Like, know those strategic things. But if you're going to go on out there, go out there. Well, so, I would rather that than keep you home. And then you looking at me like, you the reason why I can't go out there. So so now you, you okay, I got you. Go ahead, John. I mean, it's real funny to me. Like, I, I feel like I'm a feminist, and I mean that in that I don't see much of a difference between women and men, uh, other than the biological type stuff and their bodies and whatnot. Now, you the one that said in the first episode that the man is the head of the household. That don't have nothing to do with men and women being the same or different. But the reason that I bring that up, Kelsey one time said a long time, I'll, I'll answer that question, hold on. But like KG said a long time ago, uh, when he crossed over, that it's like the letters don't matter. It's like who you are. Whoever you were before is who you're going to be after. Um, you can be a mother and teach your children, you know, how to do certain things. You can be a father and teach your children. So having a single mother with kids or whatever, to me, that's not, you know, that's not a big differentiator. Do whatever you deem is correct for that individual child. If it was me, I would absolutely bring my children to the protest because that's who I am. So whatever I'm doing, y'all going to wind up doing it too. Only reason I did not bring my own children is because they was with their mother. Otherwise, I would have brought them. Nonetheless, um, I think that there's room for that young energy. I think they definitely need people our age to provide what we can provide. And then there's also stuff that even older people my mother's age could be doing. So, yeah, I would tell them, get out there if that's what you want to do. But there's plenty of stuff that you can do without getting out there. Uh, it's so funny, like, Young people are, feel like they're immortal. Uh, there's like a little pavilion that's right outside the White House that they had burned down, and the ceiling was charred and like a four by four. And there was a whole bunch of kids just standing on it, and underneath it was like burnt timbers and, and wood. And I was up on the uh, little building with them, and I was like, yo, y'all shouldn't stand on that. That's real unstable. And they turned around and looked at me like, who let your old ass up here? And turned right back around and started cussing the police. We need that kind of energy, but there also needs to be like somebody to say, this is unstable, children. Y'all need to move off this. Because if that shit broke, it would have been a, a major issue. I think the, the critical component that most of the people who probably listen to us, they're probably in corporate America, uh, you know, they're probably, yeah, they're probably in corporate America. Um, they are probably dealing with very similar the things that we're dealing with. 
where you got to go into work um, and historically act like nothing is wrong. I don't believe in blessings because that indicates that I'm more favored than you are. And that's, that means that God has biases and I don't believe that that's the case. So I think people are more fortunate than others, for sure. And we can get into that discussion another time. <laughs> Next so, week's episode. For sure. Today at work, I, I, um, I've told myself, I'm gonna be honest. Many times in the past when things like this happen, I would be like, you know, I'm all right, you know, let's get to work and compartmentalize my emotions and act like things are cool. I felt like, particularly, I don't know why, but, and I, I have been, but I've been compromising myself by doing that. Mm. And compromising and not bringing my whole self to work. Now, since COVID-19, we've done a, a series of developmental um, work, uh, growth exercises. So, and part of it was like, how do you bring your whole self? Like, you know, with COVID-19, you're stuck in your house. How do you take care of yourself mentally, et cetera? It's like, bring your whole self to work. Mm -hmm. So since this has happened, I was like, I'm gonna tell people the truth and get it off my chest. And y'all know me, I like to talk anyway. So I like, you know, communicating is therapeutic for me. And so when people say, how you doing? I'm like, not good. And it mm. gave some people an opportunity to, to either voice their, uh, their concern, their empathy, to say, I don't know what to say. Um, I can imagine. I've had plenty of people that don't look like me. This is the first time ever I've had people that don't look like me text me and say, hey, um, I don't know what to say, but just know that I'm trying to do my part. And that meant a lot to me. Listen, man, people ain't, people ain't got to do that. You're right. And, you know, I, I um, you know, I, I think that in, it, more people have began to say more stuff. And, and the, the fortunate part about this is COVID-19. Neil, you said you zoomed out. Um, my company, we're working remotely, so everything that we do is on video. Mm -hmm. so this discussion has to happen where I see you face to face. Any other time in the history of these events, you can be on the phone with somebody, you could be in a cubicle in a small setting. This is, this is mano y mano. And for the last two months, three months, you've, been, you've seen me in my house. I've seen you in your house. You've seen my kids running around. You've talked to me about how you have to, you know, homeschool your child and what your child has been doing and how they may interrupt the meeting that you've been attending. So it's humanized things to a certain extent and have allowed this conversation to really happen in a much more transparent fashion, which is one of the things I think that's contributing to why you see more of a collective people kind of taking hold of what's going on. Mm -hmm. I've just been talking, I've just been, I've been being honest. And, you know, I actually went to my, went to my leadership group today and I'm, I'm, I'm a leader in the group, I'm a manager, that kind of thing. But I went to our VP and I said, listen, people need to hear from y'all. Like our company put out a statement, all that kind of stuff, but mm -hmm. I work for the company, but at the end of the day, I work for this department. So what, what the fuck is the department going to say? Like, what are y'all going to do? And what he, what he said to me in our conversation was, it was actually really productive. He thanked me. He's like, as a leader, I thank you for break, like for, to, for, cause he doesn't know. Right. You know, he don't know what to say. He don't know what to do. He ain't never experienced this. And so he was just like, you know, this conversation helps me think about ways I can I can 
bring this to the circle or bring this into the circle and in, in, in the decisions that we kind of make go forward. So I would just tell people, man, or tell myself, the, the fear that I had before was unnecessary. Mm. So I think this is the time for all of us to be kind of fearless and speak up. That's why, you know, when we talk to Neil's question, let them brothers and sisters do what they feel like they need to do. It's the time to do it, to Rob's point. Because it's, it's, we can't go backwards. And we've been going backwards for the last, for, for a little while now. I ain't going to blame it all on, on 45. But a lot of this, a lot of things have happened under his, under his umbrella. Mm -hmm. We have to be, we have to be vocal. And we ain't, mm -hmm. that people just, they can make assumptions and they can make the wrong ones. And the people who have been silent or indifferent, they can no longer be that way. Either you support it or you don't. There's no in between right What now. happens if they say they don't support it? That's cool. You ain't got to support it. Listen, we living in Star Wars right now. This is the real life Star Wars. <laughs> Actually, Get into that. What does that mean? So if you never saw Star Wars, you have the Empire, which is the Republic. Ron talked about the Republic. And they leverage um, basically mass security, like the, the, uh, the stormtroopers or the police and or the military that we're now using. We have right. all the technology that they're using. They have surveillance techniques with the phones and everything else. And you have the resistance. So right now, there's an uprising that's happening. Mm. Part of that uprising, you need to take your behind to the, vote, to, the, uh, to the voting booth and vote. That right. has to occur to implement change. And so, you know, that's a, in, in 45 was like Emperor Palpatine. So, you okay. know, it's, it's a real, so it's a real we need Luke Skywalker is what you're saying. We don't, we don't need that. It's not Joe Biden. Luke Skywalker might be George Floyd. Real talk. He's already dead. Well, damn. You know? But well, hey, who's Anakin? Because, you know, we, I started last week with, you know, the whole say her name. And like I said, there were so many sisters that have passed away senselessly. And I was just like, I told myself, I just want to be committed at least for the next week or two weeks to remember all those sisters that have, that have slain. So I ain't going to go too crazy. I just got 10 names real quick. Uh, <laughs> that's just me, dog. Because when I when yeah, Rob right. into my mind, I was like, I didn't even realize there were so many sisters that got killed, you know? So right. shout out to 27-year-old Shelly Frey. Keep her in her prayers. Um, Darnisha Harris, she was 16. Melissa Williams was 30. Um, Chantel Davis, 23. Rika Boyd, she was 22. I've heard of her. Um, Ayanna Stanley Jones, she was shot in her bed while asleep. She was mm -hmm. um, Tarika Wilson, Katherine Johnson, Kendra James, and Taisha Miller. There's so many sisters all so on and on and on and on that right. is senseless. So, man. Shout it's out real. to y'all. Yeah, real is, man, listen. Well, you know, this was good. Um, we're going to come back here, hopefully, uh, okay. next week sometime and get deeper into this, and maybe we'll have, it'll be a whole different scenario. I can't even imagine, like, what is next week going to be like? Like, I really don't know. We really don't know what the hell is going to happen it's in the next seven days. We got a pandemic. Yes. We got uh, 40 million people that ain't working. Racial unrest, civil unrest in the country. We're in the early Please 1900s. Go, if, if I was and, a criminal, now is the time to be doing some criminal shit because all and, the police is in one area. Then I'm in the saying. prime, then in the prime of it getting real hot, they lifting the quarantines and the bans. So everybody's gonna be all together again, 
Hope. In the streets. Man, listen. I'm not. Anyway, we gonna be here, knock on wood, hopefully. Hopefully World War Three don't pop off. But we shall see. You need to be here too. Uh, link, what was I about to say? Subscribe, share, watch, view. Where do you, where do you find us, John? Everywhere. We everywhere. You're never there. Um, anchor. <laughs> Uh, YouTube, Facebook, all of that. Spotify. Look it up. Spotify. No Chaser Podcast. Spotify. Android Play, whatever that is. Everything. Play Store, all that. So Google <laughs> us, Straight No Chaser Podcast. And yeah, man, join us next week where we're going to discuss God and motorcycles. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> right, maybe. Straight, no chaser.